It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, here we are in week two of February and week two in our new series called I get to love you. And Deb, I can't I can't say that without wanting to sing that. I like get you said to last love week. There you go. You, you did all right. it. All right. You so just out. check that box and we're done. Okay. <laughs> okay. I still was waiting for you. Well, but. I do love that title so much. And last week we looked at the fact that Paul got to live in the chains that he was living in, you know, in circumstances where Paul could have looked at his story and said, Why do I have to be a prisoner to Rome? Why do I have to live in these chains? Paul was encouraging the Ephesian people, and he would encourage us today too, to look at the chains that you're in, recognize that they're not from Rome or your circumstances. They're actually things that you are chained to Christ, right? You are a prisoner to Christ, and he got to use those things to speak for the kingdom. Now, this week, we're going to continue in Ephesians 3, because just like we left off last week, asking the question, what are the things that you think you have to do, but you actually get to do? We're going to go deeper into Ephesians 3 to see what goes along with that question and how we can grow in an even deeper way because of what we've already talked about. Well, let's go ahead and look at the scripture in Ephesians 3, starting in verse 14. For this reason, which really was (laughs) the whole last podcast. Yeah. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Man, do you read that, Debbie, and just uh, sit in this feeling of being overwhelmed at the Mm. picture of Paul on his knees, uh, writing this to a group of people who are going through a really hard time. Mm -hmm. And he's taking this position of prayer, this posture of prayer, humbling himself before the father in his unforeseen circumstance. And he goes on to pray two things for the people that he's writing to, which again, blows my mind because he's not self-focused. He's kingdom focused. And so he goes on. The first thing that we see him um, pray about is in the scripture that you just read, Paul goes on to pray that out of God's glorious riches, the Ephesians and we would be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in our inner being. Man, that is that is a big, big prayer request, Deb. Paul prays that that God's people would be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit and inner being. I want that. I want that. And we could sit in that prayer request for a very long time because that's a ginormous prayer request that Paul is praying for the people that he's uh, speaking to. I think that's the key because we are going to sit in uncomfortable times in our lives, but we cannot do it in a godly way apart from the Holy Spirit. It's too hard. That's right. It's the, the Holy Spirit. He gives you the power to be able to get the perspective, yep. to be able to say, I get to do this. Yep. Because apart from the Holy Spirit, there's not anything in your natural man that says, wow, I get to do this, right? It has to be the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I think, you know, Acts 2 didn't take place that long, that that too far, you know, before this um, Ephesians 
uh, situation. And that's when the Holy Spirit came. He came with that dunamis power was needed for, for what the, the these new followers of Jesus were going to walk through. And yep. you know what, Laura, for us today and the opposition that's out there, we're no different. We yep, cannot right. possibly embrace getting to do the hard apart from the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a huge prayer request that Paul was praying for the people then. And we would want prayed for us today too, right? Like just just let me share there. But today I really want to focus um, on the second prayer request that Paul prays for the people. And as we go through Ephesians 3, um, this is just a, a powerful, powerful request. Paul says, I pray that you would be rooted and established in love. You would have the power to grasp God's love. And we're going to talk about this whole concept of God's love in Ephesians 3 as we keep going. But I want to really feel and led today, Deb, and I know you are too, to hit on this topic of being rooted and established in the love of God. And that, that's why we named it, Are You Rooted and Established, you know, as our focus for today. Um, you and I, <laughs> I say this with a smile, we've spent considerable time, and I'm going to say for myself, trying yes. to take care of plants, right? People who have heard me share in the past, trying is the key word. Um, <laughs> it is not, I don't have a green thumb. I have to work at it. Yeah. And um but this idea of getting rooted, it's a great metaphor. You know, I'm always looking for visuals. So it yeah, is a yeah. great metaphor, even if my plants probably are not really rooted and established. <laughs> they're they're probably crying, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> but but in our, our lives with God, our, our relationship with him as our heavenly father and his love, there there is a powerful visual here um about what it means to be rooted and established in Christ. And you know, in a, a relationships these days do not go deep yeah that's so true. i think i think marriage so is true people are putting the prenups out there before they sign so their marriage true. license like they're they're already saying i i'm going to give this a wing you know yeah. we're going to wing it yeah and, yeah yeah but i'm not going to establish and root myself in this person yeah because if it doesn't work i'm out and that's we're talking about a long-term rooted yeah. and established relationship with christ yeah, absolutely. Deb, I do have to say, I, I did see your plants when you put all the effort into them back for Grow Beyond. <laughs> that one uh, year? <laughs> it, was it 2019 or 2018? I think it was. And and they looked amazing. So there is hope. There is hope when we put the work into it. But I, I just love the fact that Paul says, um, I pray that you would be rooted in, in God's love. And it makes me think about my journey with plants. Um, I wouldn't say I have green thumb either, but I have a friend here in Franklin and man, she has got a green thumb and not only can she get them to grow, she, um, arranges them and she plants them like exceptional when she does a potter or a pot or a container for someone around here. And I walk by and I see it out front. I'm like, that's got her fingerprint on it. She does such beautiful work. And so, um, I asked her if she'd help me with some balcony, um, window boxes that I have on my porch here. And she's so amazing. She came over, she had all the plants and um, she puts the plants in the dirt and they're just these little plants. I mean, they're pretty big, but their root, their root structure is not very big, right? It's not very mature. And so she puts them in the way that she um, thinks they're going to fit in the pot. And then sometimes she decides to move one thing or another to a different place. And I've, I've watched and I've noticed that when she takes the small plants with the small root structure and needs to move them to someplace else, right? She just picks it up and she repositions it. And like, 
a little bit of dirt gets on the ground, you know, it gets a little bit messy, but you know, it's just like, she just picks it up and repositions it. It's just, it just seems very easy. And I'm sure when you were doing all of your petunias, Deb, for beyond, like you, you remember doing that same thing? Oh, I had to go through therapy afterwards. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, plant therapy. They, they did well, they did well, but boy, was it stressful. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you, you know, that these plants have such shallow, fragile roots, right? And you don't want anything to happen to them. So you right. really take care of them because you want beautiful, strong plants. And so I remember uh, when the season was over and actually every year when the season is over, um, I take the plants out when they've died. Uh, the window boxes are no longer thriving. I go up and I take all the plants out. And the first time I did it, Debbie, this was eye-opening to me. I went and I got the great big, you know, black 35 pound or 35 gallon trash bag, brought it up. And I was like, I got to take all these plants out and throw them away. And I went for the first one and I, I tried to pull it out and it wouldn't come. Like these plants were dying, but they were still, they, they would not come out. And so I yanked on them and I pulled and I pulled. Like Debbie, I could not get the plants out of the pot. Because at this point they had been rooted. Exactly. Right? Before, there were no roots, but now they, they had put down the roots and the roots held on to each other and they were all stuck in between the dirt. And that's why it was so hard to move them around. Yeah, exactly. I love that because the roots were so deep and mature and entangled together. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were planted next to each other. The deep roots that were entangled together were so hard to dig up. And when I finally did get them out, like dirt went flying. That's a story <laughs> for another time, another uh -huh. picture. But something that was deeply rooted was very hard to pull up. And when it did get pulled up, man, it brought a lot of junk with it. I think that's why Paul used that analogy about, about our roots being rooted, you know, be really, really rooted. He said, look, his prayer was that our faith would be so rooted in God's love that no matter what whether it's the world or our flesh or the enemy tries to pull us up out of the position of truth out of that position of being identified as a child of god out of that position of knowing that we're loved that we stay put i think it's i think it's interesting and then when we are in community with each other we're not only rooted in his love but we're there supporting the one that's around us and it's his love that holds us down in the pot amen and, and it's the power that of the Holy Spirit working in our lives that enables us to stay rooted in his love. Yeah. You know, it's so different from what we think sometimes, because sometimes I think like I need to do the right thing in order to be stand to stand. Right. But it really does all come down to his love. If we know how, how deep and high and wide and all of these things, the love of God is for us, then we aren't going to let anything take us out of the container. Right. That's the Holy right. Spirit gives us the power but if we know God's love, we have the power to understand the love. It's not the power that keeps us standing. It's the love of God that keeps us standing because that deep love, we're not going to turn away from it. You know, the, the roots don't immediately find themselves entrenched in that uh, water, mm -hmm. not water in the, in the uh, soil. It doesn't happen immediately. And so time, consistency of staying put, right? Yep. Staying in his presence staying in his word, staying in fellowship. That's yep. what allows your roots to go down. You know, people who do not commit to that time with the Lord, do not commit to a body of fellowship, do not commit to accountability. They are easy to be picked off. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and then it, 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 the longer you make that choice of a lifestyle of following him, that's part of, you know, being rooted. So I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking that some people are going to go, well, I've been, you know, I've been a Christian for 15 years and I'm not really committed to it. Well, you can identify as a Christian, but are you really putting your roots down? Mm-hmm. I would challenge you on that. And if you are easily swayed by the, by the tide of opinion and what counterculture is saying, you know, it's like, uh, you're, you're not going to be strong because your roots have not pushed down into that dirt, dug down deep. And mm-hmm. the only person that can do that for you is you. Mm-hmm. you know, nobody else can force you to do that. You know, Paul goes into a second part of this prayer. He wants the people to be rooted and established in God's love. Now that word established is an architectural word. And, and frankly, I'm sitting on the third floor of a house that we built this past year and it's built on sand. Mm. So, so I presently have a storm that's brewing outside the windows and I'm on a, on a foundation built on the sand. Now I remember yeah. a Bible story, right. Yeah. About the house built on sand, but this house is sitting on 60 pilings. Yeah. Yeah. 60, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 60, 30 foot pilings that wow. went down underneath the house. And then they have this thick rebar that goes mm. um, between each piling and there's cement that attaches it. So you know what, if it starts blowing up a storm, like it looks like it's going to, I'm not worried about the house yeah. swaying. Yeah, that's right. You know, because it's established. It's yep. an established, uh, st- structurally sound. Yep. Isn't that what Paul's talking about right here? Yep. Amen. That is so, so good. And Paul is saying here, like we have to be rooted, strongly standing, and we have to be established on the strong foundation in order to have the power that we need to comprehend the love of God. I can't get away from that actually, Deb. Like we need to have the power of the Holy Spirit in order to grasp the love of God is what Paul's saying. That word grasp means to comprehend. But again, when, when you tie things together in the word, it really does just blow my mind that we need the power of the Holy Spirit to understand and comprehend and grasp the love of God. And to comprehend or grasp means to make it your own, right? To, to obtain it, to, to take hold of, to appropriate it to yourself or take possession of. And it's so, it's, it's a completely different thing. Like Paul doesn't say, uh, I pray that you would, you know, just know the love of God. Mm -hmm. He's like, I want you to grasp the love of God. This is not just head knowledge. This is not just he loved, uh, we love him because he first loved us. This is not just God gave his son because he loves us. This is, I know the truth. The power of the Holy Spirit is enabling me to grasp the truth and make it my own. There is a big difference between having head knowledge and comprehending or grasping the knowledge that you have and having the Holy Spirit translate it for you, right? So that you will deeply understand the love that Christ has for you. I think that as we wrap up, I think this gives us a good place to ask ourselves the question, how do I know if I'm actually rooted and established? Yep. Yep. You know, because what is it? What's it going to test it when someone tries to pull up, pull you up? Yep. If no, if you never tried to pull those little plants out, Nobody would know if the roots went down. That's right. That's right. Right. And it's, it's a, what, how do I know if I am really putting my roots down and establishing myself? And that's one of the reasons why God allows the tests to come because that's when we find out yep. what, what we're really holding on to. So, you know, I think what might be some of the warning signs that our roots might be shallow 
um, were that you're just not growing, you know, what's our foundation like, you know, so I I don't know. That's, I think there's some good questions to ask ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think with rooted, um, you know, when you, you think of a plant and something that's firmly rooted when the, when the wind blows and the rain comes, um, when the crisis comes in, in your, your story there, you know, what happens to the plant? What happens to you? If you're not rooted, um, you are going to sway or come out of the pot, right? So that's really, and I feel like the crisis is going to reveal your roots. But one of the things I think is interesting is let's just say like your roots aren't super deep and the storm comes and you find yourself like flailing in the pot, right? Or you, you need someone to put you back in the pot and replant you because you have found that you're not very deeply rooted. One of the things I love about God is the storm also can be God's grace to us, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes when we fall, it's God's grace allowing us to realize that the roots were not that deep so that we can get ourselves rooted to understand the love of God. So I think when you when you talk about what's an indicator to know if you're rooted, I think we got to look and say, um, when, the, when the storm comes, what's happening to the plant? And when I say what's happening to the plant, I'm talking about me, right? What's happening to me when the storm comes? If I'm falling out of the plant, that means that my, out of the pot, that means that my roots are probably not very deep. You know, with that analogy with being established, meaning like a foundation underneath of you, um, this island of Ocean City, New Jersey has um, has been hit by hurricanes. I think Hurricane Sandy was the last really big one, right? That people, even today, some families are still trying to repair their homes, mm-hmm. you know, from that particular storm. And when the storms start to rage, like you anticipate this hurricane is coming, you know, the sandbags are coming out and the wood on the, on the, you're trying to reinforce your house to try to protect it for the rising of the water and the, and the heavy winds that are, are there. But at that point, your foundation is really going to determine whether you can weather that storm. Mm. You cannot piecemeal it at the last minute. You Mm. either are anchored to pilings or you're not Mm. because it's amazing how a big hurricane shifts the sand around underneath all that volume of water moves the moves the mm. sand and so if the sand is what's holding you up your house there's no way of fixing that at the last minute yep you know and i think sometimes in our lives we are trying to fix things at the last minute and really it's because our foundation is not established yeah yeah so, absolutely. I mean, this is going to lead what laura this is going to lead well into actually the next two podcasts to take us through the end of February, because as you continue in this passage in Ephesians three, it's a, it's about Paul saying, there's nothing I want more than you to understand how all encompassing the mm-hmm. father's love is. And we've done a lot of teaching in the past on that word, knowing, mm-hmm. like you had said, you know, a little bit earlier, a difference between having knowledge and mm-hmm. grasping, right. Comprehending that, that word knowing of, I know what the word means. I know it that God loves me and I cling to it. Like I live it. I have experienced it. I truly know the expansiveness of his love for me yep. because when you really get it, that's yep. what anchors you. That's what roots you and establishes yep. you. And then it comes back to when the circumstances are not what I asked for. Yep. I can truly say I get to do this yep. because he loves me. Yep. So this is an awesome passage. It builds right up, you know, right one into the next, um, the next it's building is a building. It's building yep. an understanding <laughs> That's right. of it's what uh, it means to really love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's established. So anyhow, we are excited to, you cannot tell that Laura and I love 
these analogies and we love the word of God and we mm-hmm. love you guys. So yep. thanks for being with us today. We look forward to uh, coming back next week and uh, walking through Ephesians 3 with you again. That's right. See you later. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.